Rabbi Yaakov Hillel Shlita, the Shiva of Yeshiva's Avat Shalom, once said over the following thing. And he said, when he was a child, he went to the tremendous great tzaddik of Yerushalayim, Chacham Rafael Toledano, great uncle over here, and he heard him making a bracha. He heard him making a bracha over an apple. Was it was an apple? It wasn't Kiyashayfa. It wasn't, you know, over the matzah. It wasn't on the lulav. It was a bracha, an apple. That's what it was. And his face turned red. And it was like a fiery face. And he turned towards Shamayim. And his concentration, it, it, was un- it was just unbelievable. It was like he was saying the first bracha for the first time in his life. It was an unbelievable thing. And he said it had such an impression on him. What means a bracha? What does it mean to say a bracha? I want to speak Be'ez Hashem. We're going to start a brand new series. I'm very excited about this series. Because we normally do Hukha Shabbos, as you know. But Hukha's Brachas is born again in Hukha Shabbos. In fact, the Torah brings down that the reason that he wrote Hukha's Brachas before Shabbos is because it's born again. It's every single day. I don't believe there's a day, even Yom Kippur, that a person is not going to be making brachas and doesn't know what bracha to make. You know, there's so many shailas that we get into that we don't even have a shaila. We have things in front of us. Do you make one bracha? Do you make two brachas? What if we made a bracha on a coffee and I went outside the base measure and I come back inside and went into the car? Do I have to make a new bracha? How many brachas do I say in certain things? Does it require a bracha? Does it need a bracha achroina? Does it need a brenching? Do I have to wash? So many different shailas. And this happens every single day, sometimes 10, 15, 20, 25 times throughout your day, you're going to have these shilas. But before we start the halachas, I want to give you a little bit of introduction what it means, a bracha. What does it mean, a bracha? The chazanish was once sick, and it was dangerous for him, it was dangerous, Pasha, to exert himself. So much so that his doctors forbade him from learning Gemara. It was also for the chazanish to learn Gemara. Because too much concentration, he wouldn't be able to cope. He was sick. So he learned Tanakh. So many Tamidah Chachamim who were close to the Chazanish at the time said that at some times he wouldn't even say a bracha. Because it would it caused him so much... He would get so involved that it was dangerous for him. Pasha was a Was that a Whatever that means, we don't understand that. But, you know, we say a bracha. <laughs> if we say a bracha, you know, we can barely hear the words. Barely like... Mm. Huh? Uh, huh? That you want God to under? I think the Kedusha Slavi, the Aliga Vadichiva, one time was uh, wanted to give someone a bit of a mustadrasha. So he went over to him and he says, I said, Rebbe, sorry, what? He said, I said, what? Rebbe, like, can you please be a bit clear? Like, I don't understand. He said, I don't understand. You do that every single day in Shachwis. You want the revolution to understand? How do you want, what's the difference? We have to understand what a bracha is. I'll tell you, Mordecai Maisa, the Halik of Adichiva. It's a Mordecai Maisa, this one. The Kedusha Slevi, listen to this. He once saw a fellow take a shot of whiskey. I don't know if it was Scotch or it was bourbon. It's a Yeshla Ein Badovat Sorachin. I'm not sure. It was definitely bourbon, no? Yeah, it was definitely bourbon. Okay, fine. So he once saw, the Halik of Adichiva once saw a year drinking a whiskey, Mustomas the Yudzat, Halik of And he, um, he went over to him. And he said the following, listen to this, it's a crazy miser. He said, you know, there are certain neshamas that after they leave this world, they're reincarnated into food. That's what he said. And their whole neshama, the whole soul is totally aware of their previous existence 
and what they have to do to masakin to fix themselves up in this world. And there was such a soul that was reincarnated into a piece of rye. Right? That was the Matthias, the Badichiba. So for many, many years, the um, piece of rye was waiting with an ashama inside it to rectify, to masakin itself. And it waited anxiously, yearned for years to be harvested, to be produced, to be taken and put into whiskey, that someone is going to drink it and make a bracha before he drinks it. He said that soul was indeed harvested, it was placed into a barrel, it was fermented into whiskey for many, many years. After all this time, you can imagine the soul is finally waiting for somebody a year to take this little bit of whiskey to make a brach on it, to be misakin his neshama, and to be able to have olam ma'ebes la'olam vod And he said to this fellow, the Badichaba, today is your father's yotzeit. In that glass of whiskey that you just drank was the neshama of your father, and you drank the whiskey without making a brocha. Oof. Said the Badichiva, there are so many neshamas, we don't understand what this means, but there are so many neshamas that are inside food that need a tikkun. We have to understand what this means. We saw Salam, was once in Paris, and he asked for a glass of water, it was very, very hot. And the Rebbe asked for a glass of water, so they got a glass of water. Now, to get a glass of water in Paris is not cheap, it costs money. It costs quite a bit of money. They got him a glass of water, and he made a shahakal near Bidvari with tremendous kavon, and he said afterwards to the people around him, what does it mean? Well, you know, how much did you pay for this glass of water? I don't know how much it was. You know, a couple of dollars, whatever it was for a glass of water. It's nothing. That's how much a water costs? He said, no, of course not. But you have to pay for the glass. Somebody had to buy the glass. Somebody had to clean the glass. Somebody had to schlep the water. Somebody had to pour it. Somebody had to serve you. Someone had to... But there's everything that goes in. It's not just the water you're paying for. Said you Sol Salanta. The Yisod of a brocha is not just making a brocha on that piece and that item of food. But you're making on everything that went into the food. Everything that goes into the world. Everything comes from the Rabbi Nishlan. Everything's by his word. It's a trip. Tremendous, tremendous chuzdus fasemes. Writes by the Parsha Samon and Parsha B'Shalach. Tofresh Nunvav. Says the Svasemes. Lefi the mazoin, the food of a person. Kach zoicha letoira. As I state in Svasemes. The Kedusha Samaychel, the Kedusha of the food that a person can be zeichel to when he makes a brocha. If he eats in the right way, in a way that a yid is meant to eat, we don't just gobble food down. We don't just see food and eat it. We stop. We contemplate and we think, where did we get this food from? Who made it? Who gave it to us? Who created it in such a beautiful way? With such beautiful colors? With such beautiful tastes? The Rabbi Nishalayim could have made food. One food, one size fits all. Here's the food. Eat. Get nourishment, go right to in your day. But no, the Rabbanisha made beautiful color food, beautiful taste, different types, different shapes, different varieties. So much beauty, we have to appreciate that. That's what food is. Kedusha Samaychel means to stop for a moment and think, what am I doing? Where did I get this food from? Who's, who's supporting me? Where am I getting my nourishment from? That's what it is. And that's what food is all about. There's a Modika Shari Tshuva. People don't know this in Simon Chavzayin in Arachayim. The Shari Tshuva, the Nilchus Tzvinen. He writes an amazing thing. And he says, what happens if a person starts learning and he realizes that his tefillin were bustle? Or he put the in away that he wasn't yaitza. So could you imagine all the years since his bar mitzvah he's been putting on tefillin, he wasn't yaitza. He's a boy. He's never born tefillin his whole life. So the shout tshuva, what are you meant to do? So it's very simple. You do tshuva. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I was a shy gig. Nobody told me. I didn't know. I didn't check. Whatever. 
בסדר, דו תשובה. פסוק דשאר בתשובה, אוי ואבוי. On the bracha levatolas, one, two, depending on different menogram, that you're making every single day. On that he said, I have no answer. The tzvillin yidu tshuva! Zayda, what should I do? I didn't know. So I'll say, Rabbani Shalom, I'm sorry. But the bracha levatolas that you made every single day, that says the shavit tshuva. It's a oiva voice. Tremendous thing to remember. Says the Gemara in Baba Kamadav, Lama Namalav. Says the Gemara. If a person wants to be a chosid. Ah! Everybody wants to be a chosid. A chosid of the Rabbani Shalom. A chassid of the Rabbi Nishlein says the Gemara in Baba Kamadav Lamet. What are you meant to do? Shop to Shay. Fresh Gemara. It's a fresh Gemara in Baba Kama. That to become a chassid, you shop to Allah Shay. Why? Because we're learning Kachas Brachas. And the Gemara says if you want to become a chassid, you learn Kachas Brachas. That's what we're learning. Gemara. Chassid. Kachas Brachas. We're doing something, Rabbi Sai, that will bring us to chassidim. To become a chassid of the Rabbi Nishlein. It's a Gemara Gazach. There's a Murdoch Gemara. Shaw. Brachas Lamet Hamel Base. Where the, the Marsha explains, where the Gemara tells a very scary thing. You know what that means? That means when a person eats something without a bracha, he's stealing. It's an amazing thing. That's unbelievable. He's stealing from Hashem. The Hashem gave you the food with one condition make a bracha. Thank me. Recognize where you get this from. And you just eat it. Now, by the way, we think, okay, no, I know Hochaz Brachas, it's fine, well, I need to come to this show. I, I know Hochaz Brachas, what, what's he teaching me? Let's go back to Shabbos. So we'll see, Be'ez Hashem, I don't, I don't believe anybody that says, I know Hochaz Brachas, unless you sat learning it for a long time, it's come out not Negea. You have to know Hochaz Brachas. There are certain times that something requires a Bracha, and you didn't know that. Shinoi Mokim, for example. Imagine you make a coffee, something, you get a phone call, you run outside to the street, you answer the phone, you speak for a few minutes, you come back inside, you continue drinking your coffee without a bracha, you just stole from Hashem. You just stole from Hashem. Or let's say, for example, the other example. Let's say when you have two foods, whatever it may be, ekev or tofel, right? They should base. Well, the falacha one, for example, you have two foods, how many brachas do you make? So, you know, I make two. Why not? So you just tell me the bracha levatolo. Can't do that either. So, you're not going to checkmate situation. Yes, make a bracha, not make a bracha. You can't just say, okay, so I just won't make a bracha. Or, I'll just make a bracha. It doesn't work that way. You probably have to know what to do. So that's what we're doing over here. Says the Marishah, Why is it that when a person eats below bracha, he's stealing from the Rabbani Shalom? Says the Marishah, that when a person makes a bracha, he's bringing the Shefa down to this world. When you don't make the bracha, you are stopping the Shefa coming down to the world. You're stealing because Klal Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael, could have got that Shefa, could have got that Bracha, could have got that Kedusha, and you were preventing it from happening. That, says the Marashah, is something to think about. Says the Shach HaLatoyah, Rabbi Yisai. Sif Seikoyin HaLatoyah. And Parshas Ekev brings down a Mordekazach. Listen to this. Shomati. Shekola Mavorich al kol ma'shoichel. If a person makes a Bracha on everything that he eats, be'ina machnis l'guvay shum dovah b'lei Bracha. He doesn't put anything into his mouth without a bracha first. We show you about Chorina. She says the sifsei koyin alatoya. Parshas Ekev. Look it up. Kishemis. When he dies, ein hatuloyim sholtim begufoi. The bugs will have no shlita, no power over him. That's an unbelievable thing. When a person makes a bracha, he brings down the shefa in from Shemaim all the way. It's an unbelievable thing. There's a modika oizerua, a rishon in Hilchas Shabbos. Oizerua brings down Shamati. From Rabbi Yehuda HaChosid, that there was a Rav Godel. He calls him Rav Bunim. He was an old man and he died. 
They had a kvura, they had a levai, they had a kedisha, did the whole thing. One day, they came into shul, and they saw the man, said a good shul. I saw him in shul. And they said, I don't understand. Yesterday, like, did we not have a leviah? Did we not bury you? Maybe he was a shade. Uh, who knows what was going to be with him? Now, brings down the maisa. So he said, uh, what's going on over here? So he said, no, yeah, I'm here. But Lemaisa, I'm, al- I'm allowed to come down and see what's going on in this world. They said, why? Why were you zoichet to such a thing? You were poshly, you were a wonderful yid. But you were poshly yid. You weren't some unbelievable person that was zoichet to come down to this world. What did you do to merit such a gavaldiga din? That you're allowed to come down into this world, which is something normally reserved for people that we find in the Gemara unbelievable things about. She said a very simple thing. He said, I always said my brachas loud. And that's because they brought me straight to Gan Eden and they were mechabed me. Oizerua brings down the Maisa. Right? Says the Oizerua, I brought down this Maisa so that people will have Yerushalayim and will start to say brachas bakolom. They say it loud because when you say it loud, you say it with kavona. We all know that, right? You know, Anamichia can take not long. Imagine if you ask a guy, can you be Moitzi the Oilim and Anamichia? Can you have a seder, please? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You make it every day without a seder. You have no problem, but now you want to say it because I'm saying it loud. Now people are going to hear what I'm saying. When you say things loud, you say it with kavana. One of the tricks, one of the aces for making brochas but kavana is to make them loud. Because then you stop, you start thinking and contemplating where, my, where is this food coming from? The Rabbanishim is giving me food and I want to thank him. That's what a brocha is all about. Towards, and we'll end with this. Toward the end of his life, Rav Shach Zatzal had difficulty swallowing food. And they eventually, the doctor informed him, they had to um, insert a uh, feeding tube into, into his mouth to feed him. And he burst into tears. Can you imagine if Shach started crying? And he said, Rebbe, <laughs> what are you crying about? You'll be able to eat, whatever. So he said, I, 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 I'm heartbroken because I'll never be able to say a bracha ever again. And that's what he understood what a bracha was. We all know the famous Meiser, Rabbaran Mikalin, the Heiliger Rabbaran, Rabbaran Agodl. Someone, one particular chassid heard so much about him. The Heiliger Rabbaran Mikalin, ah! Azad Sadiq, I want to go see him. I heard about him, he's unbelievable. And he walks into him, and the rabbi takes an apple, and he makes a boiled prayer And the chassid is thinking to himself, No, I also make a boiled prayer and an apple. What's the big deal? Big kunt, the rabbi. Wow, Rabbi Mikalin, Rabbi Nagodl made our eights. So Rabbi, who understood what he was thinking, said, You have to understand there's a big difference. You want to eat an apple, therefore you have to make an eights before you eat, because that's what we do. I want to make a bird praise. I want to thank Hashem. But I, push it. I can't just make a bracha. So I take an apple in order to make a bracha. We're about to embark on a journey. A tremendous journey. A very exciting journey. Practical. Lemaisa. We have examples. We're hopefully going to bring in some samples. It's going to be very, very gishmak. If you join us, we'll show and see that the, that the rotsen that the Olam has to learn, to know, to Makai Mili de Brochas, which the Gemara tells us will become a Chassid, and Be'ez Hashem, we should all be Zoycha to learn Brochas, to Makai Brochas, and Be'ez Hashem understand and enjoy the Gavaldiga Brocha that we have in our lives. Have a wonderful day.